Jackson with First No Play. Listen to my girl Denia. Man, what a great show. Everybody tune in to her. Radio's happening through Denia. This is Timothy Bloom, and you're now tuned in to Denia Azure Radio. Good evening, Timothy, and welcome to Denia Azure Radio. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? It's just straight I am right phenomenal. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> I am so glad to have you on. So I met uh, the phenomenal Grammy Award-winning singer, songwriter, producer, Timothy Bloom, in um, Tommy Jackson's Soulful Sunday Room. And mm-hmm. he just has such a beautiful energy. And, he, child, he can sing. I think sing. He can sing. Um, so... <laughs> How did you originally get into music? Um, um, I I got into music when I was a kid, when I was young, playing in my dad's church. Started playing the drums when I was eight years old. Um, he needed a piano player, so I started playing piano by ear. Uh, long story short, um, as soon as I graduated from high school, I moved to Germany, and I, uh, I was actually in a boy band. Um, I, I was out there for a year, and then um, next thing you know, I'm in Los Angeles, Cali- Los Angeles, California, uh, doing records uh, for Smokey Robinson, and everything just kind of went uphill from there. Okay, wait. So you lived in Germany, and you were in a boy band. How did mm-hmm. that happen? <laughs> wait. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm over here like jumping all over the place. No, um. There's a group of um, young fellows out in North Carolina, Fayetteville, which were, where, where I was raised. And this promoter out there, you know, he traveled across the country, you know, and stuff like that. So he wanted to take some, some guys over across the seas and stuff to, you know, get their first, you know, their feet wet and experience the music industry and touring and stuff like that. Recording and, um, I mean, we're, I'm still friends with these guys today. Like, you know, they're all doing successfully successful in what they do. Um, we all could sing. I was actually much more behind the scenes. I produced and wrote for the group. Um, okay. And But later on, I started to sing and stuff like that a little bit. I guess I kind of, uh, it grew on me um, from watching them do their thing and stuff like that. So, you know, that's how it happened. We all went, we had the opportunity to go out there and uh, we went out there for a year. What was that experience like? Uh, to be totally honest, um, in the beginning, it was really cool because, I mean, it's like, I'm young, I'm 17 years old, I don't know what's about to happen. Right. Um, a lot of folks thought we were Drew Hill, you know what I'm saying? They would be running up and down the street. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, yeah, you know, it was an experience. It was cool. And then, like, we got to, Germany's, like, great. It's really great. Uh, so, you know, you missed, you missed that sunshine a little bit. And it got a little gloomy. You know, a little mm. depression, a little bit in certain cases, but I think the stage kind of like kept everything. There's a balance, you know, being able to, you know, get that experience. Like, oh wow, that these these people ain't gonna remember anything after like five six years because I know I ain't gonna be living in Germany for five six years. But then I was wrong, right. um, because uh, they still know the name of the group, you know, the songs, and I get you know I get people hit me up, you know, from time to time, like. 
uh, about the records that we produced out there. So Oh, that's super fire. So what was the very first song that you ever wrote and what was it about? <laughs> oh my god. The very first song <laughs> I wrote about and I was trying to be a hopeless romantic, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, uh huh. You know, it was about a crush. You know, and the song was like, I got a crush on you. Like, uh, I don't, I'm not going to go back into detail. Um, but yeah, it was about a crush that I had. We ended up being together for six years. Nice. That is super dope. Uh, so, Gravity Show Award winning artist Timothy Bloom is my guest. Terrence and I is their radio. So, you wrote for Smokey Robinson. Explain how that happened and what was that experience like? Yeah. Um, so I moved out to actually, um, Mickey Stevenson was my, one of the first, um, like first managers. He was like, uh, A&R from Motown, one of the first a um, of Motown. Um, and him, his son, Novel um, is one of my best friends. So we drove down from Atlanta and then uh, we just moved to L.A. And uh, as soon as we got there, we built a, a back house. We had our living quarters and our studio there. And that's where we started making music. And uh, from time to time, Smoker, he'll come by. Um, and there's one particular time I was working on some music and he, he came by and he like, I like that tune. Uh, uh, what you doing with it? And I was just, I'm just working, you know. He said, I would love to write to it. Uh, we set it, we set a date. It was a Saturday. He came by early in the morning and he left in like 15, 20 minutes. Like he wrote it, recorded it in like 15, 20 minutes. And then that's how our working relationship uh, happened. That's incredible. Like, I think a lot of people don't understand when you're talking about working with icons and you can really see the actual process like what was that like what was the energy like how were you feeling did you did you really understand you know what was going on or was it kind of just like no. you know just another day at the at the, at the ranch yeah, it, it, you know i didn't know what was going on i know uh, i knew who else smoked the the only time i ever gotten starstruck by anybody was rihanna um and Smokey, like, I mean, like, he's definitely a mentor. He's, like, one of my peers. Uh, and I think there was a, a respect level that I have for him because I just want to understand, like, his work ethic and just, you know, gain knowledge from him and just understand, like, man, you, 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 you're the reason why I'm here. You know, like, my yeah. mom and my dad, like, between you and Marvin Gaye, like, that's all they listen to. Right. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. So you said you got to work with Rihanna. Um, what project was that on, and how? Like, and how did that come about? No, no, no. <laughs> I've been. I, no, we. So when I was, uh, and I'm jumping the gun, but yeah, when I was signed over at Interscope and uh, working with Timberland and Polo the Don, we used to have these gatherings and stuff like that, and hang out at the studios and you know build relationships. And um, Timberland told me to come by the studio, and she was there. And I, oh, I, gotcha. Okay, gotcha, my, gotcha. Yeah, my, my jaw dropped to the floor. <laughs> so you haven't worked with her yet, but it's coming. I promise you it's coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And uh, Kirby Award winner, uh, Timothy Boom is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. 
so so far you've done tons of songs, tons of collaborations. What would you say is your favorite song that you've written so far, and why? For like the artist that I've worked with, for for yourself. Oh, for myself. Um, probably mm-hmm. till the end of time. Till the end of time is probably like my favorite. One of my one of my favorites. I don't. I can't. I can't. I I don't know. They're all my favorites. Like that's kind of hard. It's like having a child and saying that one. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Kind of hard to choose. Yeah, so it's funny. So I went, um, I, I'd seen Timothy in a couple of different rooms, but then, like, I remember Tommy was telling us, he was like, y'all got to check out this video he did with V. Bozeman. We actually interviewed V. Bozeman when she was on Empire. Uh, oh, okay. So, right, like, yeah, it was really, it was really funny because I, I, when I told her, I was like, girl, I'm like, you set the tone for the entire show. Like, you're the first voice we ever hear, period. You know, right. uh, so what was that experience like and how did that come together? Um... I mean, I mean, me and V, we've been friends for such a long time. Like, I think when I moved to uh, moved to L.A., um, she moved to L.A. as well, too. And then we just started doing it. There's a couple of us that moved from Atlanta out to L.A. just to, you know, have a different scenery and to do music and work on music and our crafts and stuff like that. Um, and V used to sing. She used to sing background for me, like when I was doing my tour and stuff. And I just wanted to get her out of that, um, in that in in the back scene and like kinda like pull it up pull it up yeah. to the front and I was I was like, Yo, like, you know, I'm at the house, I'm writing a song. Uh, I think you should get on it and she came by the house and we knocked it out and that was the song that everybody like, you know, wanted to choose when I was, at that time when I was signed to Interscope. Um, they wanted to like, you know, put out stuff like that. And I was excited. Um, but there was a a, a, a there was a missing piece to the actual record, which was the visuals. And a lot of the people at the label didn't understand, like, what that would look like. And then I had a dream. Yeah, yeah, it's always like that. Um, there was a dream that I had in, uh, when I woke up from the Actually, my brother had this dream. He said I got hit by a train. It was weird. Wow. And then the next, and yeah, that that's when I wrote the record. And I was like, and then the lyrics are, oh, if I should die tomorrow, that... And then I just saw, like, you know, coming in the world of, you know, being new and going out of the world, you know, the, the same way. So that was that was the uh, concept. Uh, she was definitely not for it, but, um, <laughs> you know, the, the team, the committee, we all got, we sat down and we broke bread. And, and uh, Dave Rodriguez, he was the one that directed, this was actually his first video. He was doing, like, CSI and Sopranos at that time directing that right and he uh he was like hey i before i die this is what he said before i die you guys will be known as a household name and uh Mm -hmm. he made sure of that and um and that's that's how to the end of time you know surfaced and this is it's such a beautiful record y'all just type ladies just type in um and thank me later. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's a beautiful, it really is a beautiful record. And I like the way that it's done so tastefully. Um, okay. I think that, that was right. That was the, the biggest piece about it for sure. So you've traveled all over the world. What has been your favorite place to perform at and why? Hmm. 
Um, actually, Brazil is probably my favorite place to perform. Um, they love our culture out there, obviously. Um, I just, I love the, uh, the response. You know, there was always, you know, like, they, it, it, it was nonstop. It was very uh, electric, you know. Uh, Tokyo um, was another amazing that was probably like one of my biggest. And some, and sort of like it was like the thirty thousand some, thirty-seven thousand some odd uh, attendance at that show, and wow. I was the only performer there. Um, oh my god, that's it, amazing! That was, yeah, that was a beautiful performance. Like everywhere that I like, you know, I tend to set you know my feet on, and like I'm honored to bust the stage. Like it's pretty much a thing for me. Like I, uh, I like to be on stage. I love it. I love it. And, I, and I've heard from a, a lot of artists, especially African-American artists, when it comes to Japan, they just love us over there. So that's super dope. Oh, the, that part. Yeah, they just love us <laughs> You know, it, it's, it's great. You know, I think um, it's beautiful for people to understand the power of music and understand that you don't necessarily have to speak the same language in order to appreciate the same music. So that, that's really, really cool. Definitely. So, um, what would be one of your other dream collaborations? Mm, uh, or, I, I like to work with Paul McCartney, Gary Clark, Gary Clark Jr. Um, I'm trying to find where Noah Jones is at. She's been missing. Right? Noah Jones was a beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Kendrick Lamar, obviously, Jay-Z. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of up-and-coming like artists that I want to work with as well too um, that I'm really excited about. Um, so awesome. Uh, like uh, working with Post Malone, I didn't know I was gonna work with him. They just fell on my lap. So that's. So how was how was that experience working with him? Um, I just sent over some music actually, and uh, that was back in 2021, and then um. I just get a phone. I was, I'm, this was like a couple, a few months ago. Uh, I just get a phone call and it's like, yo, they're getting ready to put out Post Malone's album and you're on it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they just yes. doing stuff. I, I love like, it. I was like, cool. You guys remember it. Perfect. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Okay. Wait. So let's let's get real for a second. Now, when it comes like when it comes to songwriting, I don't think people understand that part. Like when it comes to songwriting, you're not sure if they're gonna accept the record. You know exactly. it's dope, but you're just hoping they're like like I like I hope they think it's dope. I know it's dope. My family, like, like my you know my team knows it's dope, and right. other people say it's dope. But let's hope that they think that. And by the time you find out, you're like, oh, with the song's out. Wait, what? Ho- hold on. <laughs> Oh, that's my voice on it. Okay, cool, great, right? <laughs> you know, so it's right. It's not. It's not an overnight situation. Like I'm glad that you said. Like you know, I sent it over, uh, like last year, and I didn't even know until a few uh, months after. It takes it takes a while for people to to put out their projects and whatnot and choose what they're gonna do and to know if you're gonna make the final cut. So mm-hmm. artists, I would definitely say, you know, make sure that you. Just stay, be patient. And if you have great work, it's yeah. going to get picked up. Somebody's going to notice, especially now in the social media world. It's going to get noticed. Just be yeah. patient. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I totally agree. If you could give um, 
an up-and-coming artist one tip? Like, let's think about one thing that you wish you would have known before you got into the industry. What would it be? Don't give away your publishing. Keep all your publishing. That's what yeah. I would say, you know, for anybody, like, especially now, like, you know, you know how they be spamming us every single day on, like, the on the Internet? Like, mm-hmm. all these, like well, that we should spam them back. You know what I mean? Like, you know, make sure that your product is out there. Like, you know, like, you don't need a label at, at this time. Now, I mean, if you really desperately need and want that, like, you know, that name under your belt, the branding-wise, that's all it is, just the name, the brand. Um, but be careful. They might put you on the shelf. They might look mm-hmm. over you because they're waiting for the next one to come in that door, walk in. They might have, like, much more, a better vision or whatever the case is. You know how they do. Um, but Exactly. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't give any of my publishing away. Never never again. That that it. is so so important, and I'm glad that you said that because a lot of people don't understand. Like so many of our legends, you know, didn't know that because people didn't uh, didn't explain how important it was to have your publishing because that's your rights. That you're literally essentially giving your you rights to your hard work away. And people are banking off of that for years to come. And so it's like when you have your publishing, that's when you're able to do your thinking and you're able to do your shows. And, you know, if heaven forbid you pass, you can get that to your estate, you know what I'm saying, to your family can still benefit off of your music a long time after you're gone. Um, A lot of young artists were not educated on this back in the day for numerous reasons, obviously, <laughs> you know, because otherwise they wouldn't have signed those deals. <laughs> right, exactly. Period. Yeah, they don't teach you that. They don't want to teach you that, you know, so that would be like the one, that would be the main thing is to hold on to that publishing. And then like over in uh, year span, you can sell it for like a hundred, at uh, Motown, they sold, he's, uh, Barry Gordy sold his for 850 mil. Like, come on. Come on. And that's just not that's not even the whole catalog. That's just right. Wow. Eight hundred fifty million dollars. Don't give away our publishing, y'all. Please don't. Please, please. Right. Like y'all heard that number. Like, child. Oh my goodness. So, um, when it's all said and done. What do you want your legacy to be? Say it one more time. When it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? What do I want my leg my legacy to be? That's okay. Now see, those questions are kinda of hard because, you know, I'm still living day by day. You know, making sure that the legacy lives on. I wanna definitely install like instill uh into my kids so they can continue whatever legacy or at least maintain like my estate or whatever the case is. Um, but I, I mean, my legacy, I, I see like it being, you know, the leg, a legacy, you know, for my kids, my kids, kids to, you know, just be able to see like, hey, that's your dad, that's your grandfather. Um, and he's a great man. Yes. I, I agree. You know, and I think you have beautiful energy and a beautiful soul, so I'm sure uh, 
your kids will pass that along, no question. (laughs) So what's next for Timothy Bloom? Next for Timothy Bloom, October 14th is my birthday. (laughs) And, yes. Sorry, my bad, my bad. No, that's perfect. I love it. I love it. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to release more music. I'm excited about releasing this new music. Um and I I I'm gonna be honest, I have been sitting on a lot of music and I'm just I'm just ready to put it out. I'm ready to do more visuals. Uh I'm ready to tap into some like some new like uh some tech stuff that I'm, I'm I'll be uh sitting down talking to some folks about. Uh that will awesome. help the, the culture of, of musicians and producers. You know, keep myself in the lane and just being prosperous in it. You know, who knows? You know, like, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'll keep you posted. I love it. Oh, you definitely gotta keep it posted. And when you <laughs> drop your project, when you drop your project, I need you to come back and tell us, and and we can drop it on the station. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm uh the one you heard on uh, Tommy's uh show. I was gonna. I'm releasing on my birthday actually. Oh, awesome, awesome! Yes, yes. Oh, his voice is incredible, y'all. I'm telling you, just absolutely incredible. And it's always a pleasure. I love Tommy's rooms because I find so many amazing artists in there. So shout out to Tommy Jackson, uh, just for ha- and you know, and first note, uh, because man, yeah. nothing but incredible musicians and talented yeah, like- singers, songwriters lyricists all in that group. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Agree. Yes. So go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you, book you, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, uh you can find me easy on Instagram, uh at Timothy Bloom, like the flowers bloom. You can find me on Twitter at Timothy Bloom. You can find me on Facebook at Timothy Bloom. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to book Timothy Bloom, you can go to, uh, beyond the sky music, LLC at gmail.com. But I think it's easier to just find me on like, Instagram because I do all my bookings and stuff. Awesome sauce. Thank you again. I truly appreciate you. You have such a beautiful spirit. And your music is phenomenal. And I look forward Thank to you. all of the amazing things that are to come for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next Legacy.